What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of PlusCast, the Geek versus Talk Show, where we focus on all things Disney+. Plus. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me, my co-hosts here, I've got Mr. Disruptoid himself, John Fick. What's up, John? Howdy, my friend. Uh, we're ready to talk some Disney+. Plus as Did we plus. Uh, Hopefully, uh, we'll never say again. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Rashawn, looking wonderful as ever for everyone that's tuning in to the, the YouTube version of this. Yes, I'm What's up? Disney out right now. You got the Marvel hoodie. You got uh, some custom made Kingdom Hearts Mickey ears uh, that two of my lovely friends, uh, Shane and Kelsey, made for me for my birthday. So, uh, yeah, like we're rocking and rolling here. Let's do it. Let's talk to go. Let's do it. Yeah, we, we've got some uh, Avengers in the background. You are you are decked out. It's wonderful. Oh, yes. You can catch the end. I want those posters. And, uh, yeah, to catch the Mondo posters, you could see some Keyblade stuff, a lightsaber that's sleeved up. It's just Disney all around the house. Some more, st- yeah. We're we're just yeah. Let's well, Rashawn, you were made for this show, so it's it's perfect. Oh yes, I was made for a lot of shows, but yes, definitely. This <laughs> show. One of them. It's it's very true because you're basically on all of the Geekiverse shows. <laughs> and at this so, point, uh, it's almost uh, unfair to point to something and like say that Disney owns it because they own everything. Like next, exactly right. Next year, I'll be able to point behind me and like say, "Oh, look at all that Disney Pokemon stuff that's behind me." Like they just they just buy it all, my friend. <laughs> they just buy it all. Yep. <laughs> DC, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, so Disney is to pop culture content as Rashawn is to the Geekiverse, pretty much, right? Like, he's he's all over it. That's how it is. Yes, that's the master plan. Great minds think alike. Me and <laughs> yeah. Bob Iger. Me and, me and that Bob Iger guy and all the, you know, people that predate him, you know, we're... You guys would have a good conversation. <laughs> oh, we definitely do it. If I do it, if me and Bob Iger were ever in the same room, let alone at a lunch table or something, there'd be... Let's get him on the yeah, show. there would be some amazing conversation. Let's get Bob Iger on the buscast. Come on. We can do it. Let's, let's Listen, I got tweet us, Bob. Let's I gotta go it. to Disney a couple more times. What happened uh years back, uh we recorded um we were talking about I think the lead up to Captain America Civil War at the old Geekiverse studio. And one of our former castmates, uh Trevor White, just casually threw it in when we were talking about good ideas for the future of the MCU. Talking about Kevin Feige, he looks at the camera and goes, Tweet us, Kev. <laughs> just like that. And it just it kind of became like a saying around the Geekiverse. And uh, I, I missed that. So That's tweet, funny. tweet us, Bob. Or tweet us, Kathleen Kennedy. So, yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, this is all Disney Plus talk. Uh, so our monthly show here, you can uh, listen to it on podcast form on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and most major streaming platforms. As well as watch the show at YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse. We've got a bit of an interesting show for you this time. Uh, we typically get into a little bit more news, but it was a relatively slow news month. So the the meat of the show is going to be a Star Wars: The Clone Wars episode or a season seven spoiler cast. We're not going to spoil that for you just yet. We're going to leave that uh, for just a little bit down the road, and we'll let you know. Uh, but we'll get into some of our typical segments beforehand. First of all, as always, what have we been watching on Disney Plus, uh, John? What's been on your playlist there? Hello there. Um... <laughs> so yeah, I mean, even though we're we're going to be talking a lot of uh, Clone Wars in a little bit with season seven, I have to mention the Clone Wars because I have been racing to get caught up for season seven. So this is a monthly show. We haven't caught up in a while. I think when we talked about this last, I was on season four and I was kind of just like straggling along and I'd been on season four yes. for a while. Sound about right. Um, I, once, once I heard the hype of uh, Clone Wars season seven, I just crushed through clone wars i just i just got like it took me like a a weekend and i just finished seasons four five and six and i'm like all right i'm I'm in and seven for what it's worth because i seven was done by the time i got caught up so i just so you like crushed that as fast as rashawn will crush a 130 hour game i would say yes (laughs) he somehow can do it in less than 130 hours it doesn't really add up but it's it's wild no i mean like the only thing that's like that rivals that for me is when i got caught up with game of thrones when i was watching game of thrones i had a four so season six was live this is a tangent but whatever uh season six was live and i had a 14 day trial to hbo and i watched all five seasons in the in those 14 days holy crap yeah that's 50 hours of content and, and then like the first epi- the first three episodes of season six or whatever it's so like i that that was insane so clone wars was close to that i i crushed that got through it man i love the clone wars dude like it is like even like removing season seven which we'll talk about in a bit clone wars is some of the best co- star wars content that exists like there is so much yes. good in there there are so many incredible arcs like i slept on it for so long and like 
almost rightfully so because there's so much filler too. Like the, I think it you you have to mention that when you talk Clone Wars is like first of all the fact that it's so out of order is a disservice to the show. Like that was jarring to me. If that if it was just chronological, it would have been better to me. The fact that we're hopping around arcs was like. I first have imagine to imagine watching that on a week to week basis. Too. Oh, I, seriously, yeah. Like if that's coming yeah. out weekly, and like, and I get an episode where R two D two and C three PO blow up a spaceship by accident, and I like, I'm I'm mad at that point. But yeah, I think I think if it was sequential, uh, that would have helped a lot. And I think if the seasons were literally half as long as they are, that would have helped a lot too. All of that being said, I watched it all. I loved it. Clone Wars. It, it was really really cool. Um, so, like it, it made me appreciate the prequels so much more like it made me really care so much more about those early anakin storylines and obi-wan kenobi which is i've always been a huge fan of like those characters get fleshed out so much more and like i so full-heartedly understand the ahsoka tano hype like i am straight up ahsoka tano fanboy now like so so in so in ah, on ahsoka love ahsoka you got him absolutely got like all i had to do was watch it but in my defense they put up a lot of barriers for people to watch the show like they're yes. you know i just reflected on those points like it's long there's a lot of filler they're like just give us those good arcs and just let that be it but you know all all said and done um so i've been watching clone wars got caught up got to seven we'll talk about it and now i'm watching rebels so i have uh mm. just finished season one of star wars rebels so i'm i think i'm on i'm through episode two in season two and like it is a direct mirror of clone wars it's hitting up everything i'm saying there is no filler every episode matters like that'll change <laughs> well i mean so so, so far like the, the season one was an arc it wasn't like this three episode mm-hmm. arc and then we travel yeah. in time and then this arc doesn't matter but guess what it's four episodes so good luck you know we didn't yeah. we, we I, I haven't had that yet I, I mean like a lot of the stuff in season one was not Darth Vader related, like Darth Maul wasn't involved, Ahsoka didn't come towards the end, so like there wasn't those big heavy hitters, but the story was self-contained. Like this, I cared about the story regardless. I cared about all those characters that I was learning, like Ezra and all these new characters. Like I cared right off the bat. Whereas the dichotomy with Clone Wars is like I know of all these characters, and you're telling me these storylines that I don't really care about, and like I know there's supposed to be some good stuff. So where is it? And that's kind of my my comparison through watching all of Clone Wars and then just a season and two episodes of Rebels. John, I got to say, um, I, you know, obviously I got to Clone Wars sooner than you did, but um, I had a lot of those same barriers at first. Like I just, um, I, I struggled to find interest in it despite it being Star Wars. I also saw the Clone Wars movie in theaters uh, uh-huh. before all this started. And that is not great by any means. Um, like I would argue too that this uh the series did not find its footing for at least a season and a half and because of the messiness with the chronological order and the arcs some of the filler content like it is a tough sell at first to make you stick around yeah and rebels like was something i dove right into i gotta say um i don't know where the majority of star wars fandom ranks these days I feel like Ahsoka and the Clone Wars are just like the hot topics right now. But um, like, I like Rebels better for what it's worth. It felt more consolidated, concise. Here's your arc. We're going to go and carry it throughout the whole season, just about. And there was very little filler content. Now, it does exist. There are a, an ep- There's an episode here or there where you're like, oh my gosh, Space we're doing this whale. again. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, but you, can, you you say one space build, I could give you thirteen Clone Wars arcs that are not worth it. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes, I, I, and, and I, I, right. and, and I can tell that even <laughs> just based on the episode or the season lengths on Rebels. Like it just seems like they're shorter seasons too. Like the first season of Rebels was yep. twelve episodes or something like that, maybe ten. So I can just tell, and I've heard that sentiment that you just shared, Josiah, uh, echoed from somebody else I trust in the Star Wars community. If you're a kind of funny fan, uh, Barrett Courtney, very big into both animated Star Wars shows. He also says Rebels is a better show just because of how much more tight it is as I hit my mic. Sorry about that. Um, but it's just a tighter package apparently. So I'm, I'm excited for, for a ride that I don't have to feel or that I don't, I don't have to dread going into and kind of luck into enjoying, which is kind of the way uh, Clone Wars was for me, maybe until season six. Like once I got to season six in Clone Wars, like, we were we were all systems go, and I really cared about all the storylines. Like basically, once Darth Maul gets involved, I'm I'm all in in Clone Wars. But I suffered through a lot to get there. I mean, think about that. That's like a crazy thing to say, almost that it, like it you had to wait till season six where before you were all about watching that show. 
in some way, shape, or form. So it's it's tough. Um, with Rebels too, I feel like uh, there's so many different highlights, but season two really hits its stride. Like one is good, and this is when Disney took over. So it was not far mm-hmm. after that that Rebels launched. So it was, hey, how can we really hype what people loved about Star Wars originally? which is for the most part, the original trilogy and stuff from that time period. Um, and then they started working in elements from the Clone Wars and a little bit from the prequels. And it just blends beautifully. Yeah. I remember um, watching season two live, man. Season two starts off with a bang. Yeah. Those man. first two episodes. And, you're, and, you're, are, and the final two, it's a two part episode. So two episodes really for season two of rebels. Some of my favorite star Wars content ever. Yep. It is especially now, yeah. you know, John, that you've seen Clone Wars like it is hard hitting. It ties everything together and it even kind of in a small way uh, teases some of what we get in the sequel trilogy many years later. For sure. So, so yeah, kind of trap up my thoughts on that. If you are a Star Wars fan at all, don't skip Clone Wars, but find a list that will skip the bad stuff for you. <laughs> like I did that. So th- that's worth noting, too, is I skipped a bunch of stuff and I still felt like. I was wasting some time, you know? So like if you're if you're interested at all, I promise you the content is there. There is so much good Star Wars in there. Like it really and it really does enhance the prequels. If you're if you're May or so so or don't like the prequels, like I, I would challenge you to watch some of those better Clone Wars arcs and then see how you think about some of those characters. Like much like we discussed in our MCU show, the MCU reviewed how some of those later movies make some of these earlier movies stand out a little more. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I've actually got a bunch of friends personally that have recently gotten into um, in, into Clone Wars, especially to get you know prepared for season seven. Uh, I would say for anyone that is prospective and thinking about it, I would definitely look up uh, the same link I share with my buddies. Um, it is uh, just type it on Google, uh, Star Wars, Clone Wars episode. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a bunch of them. Episode list. The, it's one right from IGN that I personally pull from. It's like the first one that pops up, gives you everything. The one, uh, the one I used was from Kotaku. It was good. I even like just read some of the of the synopsis and skipped the ones that I didn't care about, like the even the ones that they recommended. And like I just read their synopsis of what that arc was going to be, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm here for Ahsoka and Darth Maul. So like, if it doesn't have to do with that anymore, I'm kind of out. But if anybody <laughs> recommends to, to like if if you are like on the fence about getting into Clone Wars and somebody says just watch it all. Don't just watch it all. Because if you're on the fence about it, there's a reason you're on the fence about it, and you're going to see a lot of stuff that's going to make you not care about it. Like, find a good list. Yeah, I echo that sentiment for sure. Uh, Rishon, what have you been watching on Disney Plus? Uh, I've been doing this thing called Disney uh, Movie Sundays. I've always kind of wanted to do this, where every Sunday, I just my goal is just to take one Disney movie and just watch it. You know. Preferably, maybe something I haven't watched, but even if it's I'm, if I'm going back in the catalog, um, just because with Disney Plus, this app has obviously so much goodness that means a lot to me. Uh, but I recently delved into uh, two movies I haven't seen that I've always meant to see. I just wasn't in a rush. Uh, I actually watched the Cars uh, movies. I've always I've seen one, um, but I never saw two and three. And the things I heard didn't really make me want to watch two and three. Um I know some people this would disagree. I actually do like the first cars. I think I thought it at least had some element of charm and whatnot to it um, uh, for what they were going for at that time. Uh, man, cars too. I-, I see why people hate that. I see why some people never went back. Uh, the cars too is a great movie. If you're drunk, if you're not drunk, don't watch it. They just go like, as crazy as you think you would go for a Cars movie, they they ramp that up. It's just it's too crazy to where the movie doesn't it just doesn't need to exist. Um, Cars three, I'll, that's another one. I know some people didn't like that. I do like Cars three. Um, if you want to watch the Cars movies, just watch one and three. Two, get drunk and then watch it. Um, and then I recently watched for the first time uh, originally a direct to DVD movie, I believe, the Three Musketeers uh, with Mickey, uh, Donald, and Goofy. Um, it was, you know, it was cute. Nothing crazy to really write home about, but it was cute. Um, and I watched The Princess and the Frog as well. So those are the four things I've been watching, like, as the weeks have gone by. I just watched the two Cars movies back to back just because why not? Um, but, yes, I still need – I know we're going to probably talk about it, but I have not dived into the Mandalorian documentary yet. I am I think I'm waiting until it finishes. Uh, something like that. I'll I watched like that. Wait till it, 
if you want me yeah. to speak to that real quick. I've watched the first two episodes. It's cool. I yeah. mean, like it, it's a it's a fun documentary. Like it is. There's no insight that you don't already know by just being a Star Wars fan. There's nothing. There's no again two episodes in. So three episodes in. Are we three episodes in? I've watched them yeah, all. I think it's. Three. I think it's three, oh, three. too. Yeah, uh, I've watched them all. Whatever's out there. I, I just watched the the most recent one on Friday. It's been fun. They're a half hour. They fly by. It is really cool. I mean, it's led by John Favreau. He's sitting uh, at a table and he's talking to. It rotates based on like what the topic is, but it'll either be the cast of directors. They really focus in how each of the episodes is really like completely done by a different director. And like, I almost didn't get that again. If, if I'm paying attention, I'm sure I can pick up on that stuff while I'm watching the show, but they really nail it home that like every episode is a, a film directed by someone different. And they, they kind of give you some of that stuff there. So it's really cool to see the, those directors. Um, they also bring in some of the cast and, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, standout has been like Taika Waititi for me watching him talk about the stuff has been really fun. Um, yeah, it's cool. Again, nothing, nothing crazy. It's not going to blow your mind. Again, we're three episodes in, so maybe, maybe some of that, uh, that you know, behind the scenes insight is yet to come. But worth the watch. Again, 20, 30, 23 minutes just flies by. Yeah, I, uh, I've only watched the first episode, so I'm, I'm a little bit behind. But um, I really, really enjoy the perspectives of behind the scenes stuff. Anything on Star Wars, I just can't get enough of it. But John Favreau, in particular is just a wonderful moderator. So good. And um, he is fun to listen to from insight. Even just how he interacts with the other directors is awesome. And it's funny to see like the Mandalorian has done a really nice job of being MCU like in that they've all, you know, it's all under one umbrella, but they've got a nice continuity and a different flavor without being off the same page. For sure. Uh, whereas some of the, the Star Wars sequel trilogy, you can argue there were some issues with that for better or worse with uh, JJ and then Ryan and then Colin and back to JJ. So um, I agree with John, the Taika Waititi stuff. He's another person I can't get enough of so uh, just between Thor Ragnarok. Uh, what we do in the shadows is, is a wonderful movie. If you haven't seen that. And um, he, uh, John, did, did you ever watch the, on Thor Ragnarok, the intro, they do always do like a director's intro nowadays on MCU movies. No, I have not. So, I don't know if it's available on Disney Plus. I think it is. But if you have the Blu-ray or the digital copy, uh, each director, they give like a two-minute intro basically on their their share of the film. And Taika, before Thor Ragnarok, is just being Taika. He's hilarious. He's off the wall. And he's like, oh, my parents are like, oh, you got Thor Ragnarok. That's nice. But you didn't get Star Wars. Why couldn't you be like J.J. Abrams? Then we could have called you J.J. And I think it's hysterical that years later now he he gets to do that that's right really cool. like he's the next guy to do a star wars movie and he worked on mandalorian so lots of fun there like he, he's one of my favorite people in hollywood have, right have now. you seen jojo rabbit no i oh, haven't i've never recommended anything to you before watch jojo rabbit like dude yes you have and you've always recommended good stuff i've never like wholeheartedly said like dude this is like the <laughs> next thing you should do Watch Joe. If you, if, oh, good to know that all of it was half <laughs> No, but like I've never been passionate. Like, oh yeah, I, I've given you recommendations. Like, oh, I think you like this or that. Like, you should yeah. watch JoJo Rabbit if you like Taika. That's it, fair. It is so good. It should be the next movie you watch. Is what I'm saying. That's that's fair. I uh, yeah, I definitely need to watch it. I've I've been such a Taika fan. Uh, yeah, there's not much to say. I need to watch it for sure. Um, so uh. In terms of what I've been watching, Disney Plus, uh, the Mando doc documentary, uh, I've enjoyed so far. Uh, parents out there, uh, I'm your guy. Listen, I can I can recommend some stuff for for your kids here. Uh, so first of all, finally, my one and a half year old has decided that it's a good idea to add to her typical three or four movie rotation uh, to movies like Frozen and Moana, which I've seen no short of a hundred times each because those are the only movies she wants on. That's fine; they're good movies. And a good but one. yeah. That being said, uh, I'm very happy she added this to her rotation. Tangled. Uh, so yes, Tangled yes. the movie. I was, I was like, yeah, it's okay, whatever. But I've come to very much appreciate. And I don't know if it's just because I needed something new for her to watch, you know, x amount of times a day. But she loves anything with uh, with music and the animation style that you would see in a movie like Frozen or Tangled or Moana. Um, I love Zachary Levi. I can't get enough of his character in that movie. And um, the ironic part in all of this is that for the first Nickel City Con that Daisy was alive, uh, she, you know, cosplayed 
with uh, with my wife, um, and she was Pascal. They dressed her up in uh, a self made Pascal suit, so that was fun. That's awesome. Uh, there's a sing along series. Uh, there are two episodes in that Disney has been filming since uh, the quarantine began, I believe, and it basically uh, will feature stars in their homes, kind of uh, in the manner that we're recording. They will record. And uh, they do Disney sing-alongs from all these different uh, famous Disney songs. My favorite of which is Josh, uh, Josh Gad singing um, Olaf's song from Frozen 2. And the name is escaping me right now. But it's just, it's absolutely hysterical because he puts his own uh, comedic spin on it. Cool. So I definitely recommend that. Uh, guys, I've been watching a lot of Marvel Cinematic Universe on there. I know that goes without saying. But that, um, yes, that is true. You know, that is a nice little plug to say if you like Marvel or the MCU at all, what are you doing? Check out the MCU reviewed. We're doing a watch along one episode a week, uh, one Marvel movie per week of the entire MCU. Now, a good chunk of it is available on there. We've we've got a few movies that are not on there, like John probably had to illegally download The Incredible Hulk or whatever he did to watch that. But Thor's on there, and we just watched that this week. So check that out. Speaking of Marvel. I'm almost done, guys, I swear. Uh, Agent Carter, I've actually never watched until uh, about the last month or so. And it was on my Netflix list for years. Hmm. And I have no excuse. I have, I have this, this problem where I will watch the same show over 100 times before I dive into a new one. Um, with you, so man. The Office, I, you know, I've seen, it feels like a thousand times. And instead of The Office, I could you know, start Breaking Bad or name this show here. Agent Carter is one of those. And uh, I've watched a few episodes, and uh, it's grounded, and uh, I'm enjoying it. Cool. Last thing. Uh, <laughs> I could say this is for the kids, but it's it's really for me. Lego Star Wars, the Yoda Chronicles. So my wife actually told me about this. I did not realize it was on there. It's really, really funny. Cool. Uh, Del, mentioned, uh, Del Reed mentioned this when we were talking as well, that uh, some of the jokes are really geared towards adults. And... Um, it's just kind of like self-aware making fun of Star Wars, but set in the Star Wars universe uh, stories. So, for example, uh, Palpatine and Vader are about to embark on their, their next mission, and they bring up Kashyyyk. And Vader spews off all this stuff about what region it's in and what happened there. And Palpatine goes, wow, you're a Star Wars nerd. And just little things like that, like throughout the whole thing, make it really funny and, and just stupid. There's there's probably like eight to ten episodes, and I would definitely recommend that, especially if you can get your kids to watch it with you. All right, so the, uh, that's it for what we've been watching. We want to hear from what you, uh, the community at home, have been watching on Disney Plus. Drop some comments on Facebook and Twitter for that. Uh, we'll get to the news here. We mentioned there's not a lot of news to get to. First of all, uh, some rumors have been floating around and. My opinion on all of this is where there's smoke, there's fire, because there's a lot of smoke right now, is that Tamora Morrison is coming to The Mandalorian, uh, whether that's season two or season three. I would have to bet season three at this point, but that he will be playing the role of Boba Fett. We don't know what capacity, whether it's a, a cameo or a recurring character, but uh, Tamora Morrison was uh, Jango Fett in the prequel tr trilogy, as well as the voice of all of the clones. So kind of cool news here. And of course it's, it's star Wars news. So it piques our interest, but John, any reaction to this at all? Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think we've all been waiting for one of these, uh, one of these Disney plus shows to finally like tie its way back into the main franchise that it stemmed off from in a very meaningful way. So to bring in a main character like that, obviously the MCU shows are doing that. They're hitting the nail on the head. They're, they're you know, they're, they're direct spinoffs, but we don't have that yet. So we, all we really have is a Mandalorian. So we've been waiting for something like this, uh, for a, a big movie character to make its, uh, you know, a real appearance uh, in one of these Disney Plus shows. So I think, I think we all kind of like have rumored that, or even just some conjecture that Boba Fett would probably make his way into the Mandalorian, given the, the theme of being, uh, you know, about a Mandalorian. Um, there was like a lot of not rumors, but like what wasn't there? I've only actually seen the Mandalorian once, so forgive my ignorance. But wasn't there a scene where there was like this very obscure character that was off screen that had just like took taken somebody down and everyone's like well was that boba fett didn't that something like that happen yes yeah, so on tatooine yeah the the character that ming na wen plays um she gets killed by 
I don't even remember his name, but the the kid that the Mandalorian is riding with. That yeah, the day. bounty hunter. It, yes, and it seems everyone speculates that the person that walked up is Boba Fett. We don't know who it is, but there was speculation. Right. It wasn't there some like. Uh, there were some like, contact clues that, that pointed towards Boba Fett. I remember looking into it when it happened. So I think ever since that happened, and even just like the whole Mandalorian arc, and obviously the name of the show, we've kind of thought that would be a no-brainer to, to bring him back. But exciting. Yeah, and would confirm a long-standing rumor that Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit. I thought that was uh, canon confirmed, was it not? I don't know that it's canon confirmed. I know it was expanded universe. Mm, I thought they confirmed that. Uh, I you got you guys would both know more than me, but I thought I, I had heard that that was also brought back into the Disney nothing stuff too. of n- nothing official. It's always been teased and heavily. It was so heavily spectated to the point of you know, John. Someone could misunderstand that it was officially confirmed, um, but nothing uh, nothing official. Hmm. Um, so in my in my case, uh, my take on this is like cool that i guess we finally have that confirmation um you know normally especially with star wars this would be this was something for a while i was like oh why bring boba fett back but present day years later after the rumors and speculation i'm down for it um especially in a show like the mandalorian i think they can whether it's a villain role whether it's a uh again supporting character uh to mando i think they can they can make some some magic work with that um and again, bring Boba Fett to to the modern audience because the prequels don't count because he was he was a kid at that time. The most that we've got from Boba Fett was um in the uh, seeing him literally grow up uh, throughout the Clone Wars. But from a live action capacity, uh, we haven't seen Boba Fett. You know, some people like me weren't even born. So um, I think that's great. I, I love I love the news. Um, I'm interested to see what they're going to do. And yeah, I would definitely assume that he either appears last episode, uh, like season finale of episode two, or somewhere in season three. I don't think we get him for the majority of season two. If he is, it's like a last ten minute of the uh, of season two. How do we make the audience's jaws drop and have him come back for next season? Yeah, we got to remember that a lot of the filming and production is done on season two. So to you know yeah. talk about reference back last week's episode, we're talking about the the casting of. Uh, Forget the actress's name for for Ahsoka Tano, Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson, who I've only seen in Clerks two, great film. You should watch that. Um, so I mean, like that came out, but we we don't really expect to get too much from these characters, given the fact that all of this production is seemingly done, especially the filming. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see how much we get. There's a lot of you know fun rumors floating around like that, you know, for Ahsoka and then for Boba Fett. I'm into it. Uh, due to the sole fact that it's Tamora Morrison that's rumored to be doing this. He's the guy. He's the voice. They even, you know, say what you will about the uh, the special editions of uh, uh, the original trilogy, but they went back and redubbed his voice over Boba Fett's. Um, and then he even was, uh, Tamora was around for voicing the clones in the, a lot of the video games in the mid-2000s there. So like Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront 2. Um, and I think even some of the, the early... Um, Clone Wars stuff from Cartoon Network before the Clone Wars uh, animated series. So there's a there's a lot to, to like about a, a character like him or an actor like him, I should say. And really, I think that would be a, a nice nice comeback. Uh, and to Rashawn's point, I think that the perfect way to tease it would be have him just uh, have that little glimpse at the end of season two. Not that people need a reason to hype back for season three, but I think that would really throw it uh, through the roof there. Uh, in terms of content coming to Disney Plus in the month of June, not uh, not a ton here to highlight. Uh, first off, Artemis Fall was originally going to be in movie theaters. That is going to be coming straight to the service uh, as a result of the COVID-19 quarantine. That will be available on June 12th. Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning, That's uh, that's been a relatively popular movie over the years that will be coming also on June 12th. Uh, and then there's a, a few other movies. And then in terms of TV shows, we're going to get more of pretty much uh, ongoing series from what we've got, including the the Mandalorian behind the scenes. Anything to write home for for either of you guys uh, that's coming for June? Uh, for me, the one thing that will get added to my uh, Disney movie Sunday is at least added to that queue. Uh, for me, it'll be Tarzan 1. Um, I haven't seen Tarzan... 
I want to say it's been like eight to 10 years. Um, and that's, of course, one of those classics where, of course, there's some uh, uh, corporate, uh, you know, arguments about that movie, of course, uh, in terms of where that is in Disney now. But just in terms of uh, the movie itself, uh, yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. So I- I'm very interested. I don't remember even many of the songs from it. I, I obviously remember the plot line, but even the- from the song standpoint, um, it'll be one of those rewatches where you haven't done it in so long that it almost feels like a new movie. Oh, almost. Again, I know the major plot points. But besides that, that's really the only thing for me here that really sticks out. I haven't delved into much TV um, and Disney Plus, like going back and watching like some of the old shows just because some of them I'd like to remember them as as I did you know, as, as a kid, especially for some of those, I don't want to go back now years later in my early twenties and watch some of that stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll protect, uh, my image of those. So some of those shows I won't be going back to, I'm sticking mainly to movies. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, if, if you basically Google what's going to be coming to, to Disney plus, we're also going to provide a link in the article for this at the geek of uh, but tell us, uh, is there something we should be watching from this list of movies and TV that will be coming in June? Uh, let us know on social media. We are going to get to, uh, kind of the, the bulk of the show here. We're going to spoil, uh, season seven of star Wars, the clone wars. If you have not watched that yet and don't want it spoiled, just bookmark this, go watch it and come right back. Uh, but we're going to get into spoiler territory here and just give you our thoughts, feelings, analysis, all of the above on this. Um, we got a, a 12 episode arc here, long awaited little background here. Disney takes over the, the star Wars franchise and effectively cancels, uh, the ongoing clone wars that was going on on cartoon network after season five. We eventually got a released version of season six, um, in some way, shape or form on home video and Netflix. Uh, 20 episodes. And then after all this time, we get the uh, the final season. It's a little bit funny that Disney Plus calls this a Disney Plus original because only 12 episodes are original. Not even. Though they didn't start with the series. The Bad Batch was done before Disney bought them, like, right? Pretty sure that, that yeah, arc good was call. completely done too. So like, no. I thought so because that yeah. we're going to get into it, but that felt like filler. That, that John was talking about, even though it kind of, you know, important to Rex, of course, but yeah. filler uh, clones <laughs> content. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Disney cancels the show and then hails themselves as heroes and brings it back here. Uh, and you know what? That's okay. Cause more star Wars is more star Wars. Agreed. But let's get into our uh, initial impressions. What we thought about the, the season as a whole here. Uh, I'm going to start with John again here. Wait, give me your, your analysis on this. Yeah, I think uh, I think as an entire season, it was a good season. I think the the first two arcs are, are, are give or take. I think they're borderline filler. They're entertaining. Um, they're in the new animation style, so it's maybe even just worth watching because it's so pretty to look at. Uh, it, we've come a long way in the Clone Wars. Not even new animation style. It's it's not, it's just an evolution. Like if you, I I watched all of it in a couple of months, so I I was able to really notice the progression of the animation style. Also, this is the first season in 4K HDR. Makes a big difference, especially when it comes to animation. Um, I think those first two arcs, you've got the, the Bad Batch arc, and then you've got the Ahsoka arc, where she uh, she finds those two sisters. She's kind of on the run from... Uh, not on the run, but she's just, you know... We're, we're catching up with Ahsoka and her new lifestyle uh, post-Jedi Academy. Um, both of those arcs are a little, a little boring. That's it. I mean, there, there's, there's some good stuff in there. I think that you, you, you need, you needed that bridge to figure out what Ahsoka was doing um, when she comes back for the final four episodes, when things really start to, to go the way we wanted to, and the final four episodes really become a prequel and literally just coincide with uh, the episode three, um, Revenge of the Sith. Like that, that, that's when things really get good. Uh, those last four episodes are just off the wall, absolutely amazing. I'm still waiting for somebody on Reddit who promised he was going to edit the the last four of these episodes uh, alongside the beginning of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Super excited! Ooh. Yeah, someone's gonna like make it time for time. And apparently, wow. that that Darth Maul fight with Ahsoka is like perfectly timed with whatever's going on at Revenge of the Sith. It must be... The Dooku fight? It must be the Dooku... F- well, no. Wait, because Ahsoka already knows that Dooku's dead at that point, right? Mm, I would have to, I would I have to watch it. I would have to yeah. watch it again. If, if something tells me there was... Uh, because there was, there was a scene when uh, Ahsoka and Obi-Wan meet up, and at that time... That's before... I think the- after that Darth Maul... No, that's before After the that fight. Point. I think it might be the scene where Anakin is like 
turning and making that call to kill Mace Windu or to let Mace Windu die. I think that might be the scene that's coinciding with the Maul fight. I think you might be right. Because someone, might be right. because if, if you, yeah. if you watch both of them, they're timed up perfectly. And like, yep. literally, if you watch them at the same time, the, the, the glass breaks at the exact same time. Like it, it is like down to the last minute detail. And if you watch these yep, two scenes right. at the same time, it's I'm, like, I'm remembering for, now beat for beat. So they did really, really incredible work to make this last arc really serve itself as a prequel to the last prequel. It, uh, you know, they, we always talk about star Wars being poetry, like, you know, the, the rhyme, if you will. And that's a good point right there. You know, the, with how it leads into and simultaneously happens during some of revenge of the Sith is just quite amazing. It's really, good. um, I would almost say, maybe not quite, but these the last four episodes are to Revenge of the Sith. What Rogue One is to A New Hope for me, uh, where it really just oh, enhances yeah. what I feel about the the latter part there quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, even though I already like them. Yeah, I think the biggest difference there is it really is a, a different storyline. Like you're not getting any more developments with Anakin or Obi Wan or, or Grievous or any anybody who's around in in Episode Three. Like that stuff is happening on the side. You are getting the what's happening to these other core characters at the same time. Um, so the only difference is we don't know we don't even know these characters exist while we're watching Episode Three, right? Like it's not until the Clone Wars introduces them and everything like that. Um, but you're right. It's it's just it, it, it's so complimentary. It is really really well done. Uh, Rashawn, give us your initial take on just impressions on all of this. Yeah, I, I pretty much agreed everything with what John said. Uh, the one thing I didn't know going into the the Clone Wars, and I purposely stayed away from a lot of the news from this uh, pre-release. I didn't know it was going to literally not only. I figured it was going to end before. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. I had no knowledge um, that it was going to directly intertwine. So that threw me for a loop uh, when Order 66 happened. Oh my God, that's um, so cool. And then well, I, by the you know by that time, I kind of guess, but just seeing that, I'm like, what the what is going on? And like, we're actually getting this uh, basically Ahsoka's Revenge of the Sith, like basically what she was doing. It's basically all that it is. Yeah. Um, and seeing how Maul got away too, that was also a question of mine because you go from the Clone Wars when we last saw him before uh, season seven, and then if you just follow chronological timeline, then he's in. Uh, he he would go, Josiah. Correct me if I'm wrong. It would be Rebels then Solo. Am uh, I no, right? Solo be- Solo first. Right, 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 because it's taking place right before New Hope and Han Solo will be older, right? So it would be Solo, you see him in that uh, in that Easter egg, and then all the stuff of Rebels goes in. I thought this was a, a Clone War spoiler cast, not a Rebel spoiler cast. Come on, now I know that Darth Maul's in it? Just kidding. He's John, a, you knew, he, I was going to say, you knew he was He's in literally it. in the poster when you click on Disney Plus and oh, click on Rebels. Maul's in Solo? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um... <laughs> But yeah, uh, so just seeing, so seeing, just seeing that how he got away was was cool. Um, but yeah, man, they they did a really good job, and I love how we're emphasizing the four episodes because you know it truly is. Uh, to John's point, the bad batch stuff for me that was just filler, um, and the Ahsoka stuff again. John hit it right on the head; like it was filler, but also it's one of those filler that you can argue is necessary only just to show. Uh, what the, what Ahsoka was doing? You needed to something. Get to that. Yeah, you yeah. you couldn't just have her show up like, all right, she left the Jedi and, and now she's back. Like you need you needed a little bit of her life. Whether it's you know, could it have been better? Sure. I wish it was. You know, I wish it lived up to the quality of these last four episodes. But we needed something. Yeah. It's filler, but less filler. Sure, I guess. Uh, you know, it's somewhat relevant to. There's filler that's meaningful. Filler doesn't always mean bad. I think Bad Batch is a example of how filler is just there. You don't need to really watch it. But I think this one, maybe to a lesser degree, but I think that Ahsoka's uh, with the sisters, I think that's filler that you could potentially benefit from watching. Potentially, I, I feel like uh, if. The with the bad batch arc, the four first four episodes, the, I would not have cared at all about that if it wasn't for the hype of the returning Clone Wars. Um, and even then, it was iffy. Yeah. So I try to think back, you know, before we really dive into the the last arc here. Uh, is there anything meaningful from those those first eight episodes? Because I got to tell you, I was in a tough spot. I was like, oh my gosh, we waited this long. This is what the Clone Wars are like. 
Like they better ramp things up for the last four episodes. Uh, I think about a small moment in the second episode when uh, Anakin's talking to Padme and he comes out and Obi-Wan basically kind of like shrugs almost to the camera and says like, I know what's going on. Yeah, tell Padme. I hope you, I hope you told Padme I said hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really, really like that. Yeah. A small kind of inconsequential moment. Uh, there is one moment. I don't remember if it was episode three or four, but Anakin really shows like a dark side. He, like he shows, um, I really don't even call the interaction totally, but, like he show like Vader comes out here a little bit. I'd have to go back and watch. And this is how inconsequential the the first four episodes were to me. Uh, but there's a moment when he is like bearing down on an enemy, and he gets he gets nasty. And like you're like, oh my gosh, you feel like him finally in the Clone Wars being a little bit like Vader, whereas we didn't see that before. Um, so I thought that was nice too. Uh, just in the other, uh, the second four episodes with Ahsoka, you got to get some perspective. So I, I agree with Rashawn saying it's kind of meaningful filler where we, we have to see her in between the end of her days as a Jedi and then returning to, to what we see in episodes nine through 12. We have to get some mindset there. What has she been up to? Like she's, she's off on her own for the first time in her life, right? Because she's been at the Jedi Temple since she was probably a toddler, I would imagine. So it's good to see a little bit of that. Yeah, I, I almost. But I have lived without it. Yeah, I almost don't think it's even fair to call it filler because we, like we said, we did need to see this. Like this is main story Clone Wars. Like if you think about it, Ahsoka is is she the main character of the Clone Wars? Kind of like her and Anakin, right? Like th- this is her story. Like we had to see where she was going to be. It just wasn't that good. I think that's why we're kind of referring to it as filler because like it meets that filler quality. But like we had to see something. I just don't know if I ever even needed it. Um, like I say, we needed it, but I don't know. Like, I guess I could have even just guessed. And like, if they started and just did episodes nine through 12, I would have been fine. Hmm. Um, at the end of the day, I am always a relative, a star Wars, uh, apologist. So I can always find the positive in anything. I can really, wa- Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. Part of me wonders why. So obviously the bulk of this is for the last four episodes. Part of me wonders why they couldn't just make a two-hour animated movie. Oh, I think I think that conversation was had, my friend. I think that was absolutely had. I think I, I think that Dave Filoni probably would have wanted that. But you brought- started with a movie. Why not end with a, you know? Yeah, I, I think that conversation probably went something along the lines of, uh, "Well, the Clone Wars is what it is. We'll give you one more season. Wrap it up the the, the best you can." I think that's yep. how that conversation went. Uh, two two instant things come to mind there. Uh, from a business standpoint, perception of the Clone Wars movie is not good. It's just, it's not on par with the series. It's even worse than seasons one and maybe one and a half and two of, of Clone Wars. It's just not good. Like I, I watched it even back a few years ago and I was like, oh my gosh. This, it is this arguably movie. the worst Star Wars movie, period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> well, might be, actually. I, it's some of the, again, I could find positives in all of this. It's the it's some of the worst on screen Star Wars content out there. So to have that perception, you know, to be only two Clone Wars movies, if you will, that would be tough. The other part is not that they're hurting for money, but you either release a two hour movie or twelve episodes that force uh, someone to subscribe to Disney Plus over the course of two to three months. Yeah, that's definitely a factor. Yeah. Right. So as much as I would love to see all of that wrapped up into a movie. And honestly, I treat those last four episodes like a movie. Yeah, exactly. I get it. I get it. So I think the time is clear now that it's let's, let's gush about those last four episodes. I, I want to lead off here real quick, but you know, think about this as I'm building this up. I think about watching that ninth episode and how kind of lackluster or blah the first eight were. And Oh my gosh. I remember being like, wow and i can't believe that's happening and like literally applauding it at well, times just think of the the first thing you see you see the, the lucasfilm ltd that's never happened oh, like where, oh did, my gosh, where did that I come from totally fanboy because that is old school star wars it, right there and you, lucasfilm, right when we recorded maybe it probably wasn't the last episode maybe the one prior that that was the most current episode and you guys were talking about how like okay things have really changed and you you mentioned that like once you saw that 
it just set a different tone and you were just in this different zone. You, it was just, it just felt different than those first eight episodes or well, eight or whatever. Yeah, it was eight, right? So, yep. and then like, so I'm watching and I'm expecting it. Like I know that this intro is going to be different. I forgot that it was Lucasfilm. I wasn't sure if they were just going to do like the red Clone Wars or whatever. They've done that in the, in the past, but like it still hit me. I'm like, oh, like, all right, this is, this is different. It's time here. to get serious now is how it went. Mm-hmm. And you see the Lucasfilm and first of all, that's, just nostalgia to its finest for me with the original six movies and even the Clone Wars first five seasons. And then I think about um, seeing the red letters and how just naturally in tone, it tells you that that is going to be in sync with Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, they, they have used the that promotion was in red. the past. So they have used those red letters in the past for the Clone Wars. They have. And it's just oh, immediately it was it was, it was, it was eye, eye popping and the me. crawl was that so the, there was actually i think there was a bit of a crawl i think they had <laughs> yes. but and they also use the original they use the star wars music they didn't just use the clone wars opening they use the official like the same same yeah yeah like they use the, the same stuff you get in the in the movies like it was mm. it was different so that stage is set we dive into it and honestly i can't get enough of that episode and it's perfectly paced and it 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 flies by and I cannot wait for the next week's episode to follow up. And that's how I felt pretty much throughout that run of four weeks there. Uh, take me through your emotions on, on all of this as, as longtime Star Wars fans, whether you just saw the Clone Wars like John or you, you've, you saw him years ago. What are you feeling when you see these last four episodes here? I was kind of spoiled because I got to binge them all. So like when I was getting caught up, like I caught up right when the final episode. So I think so they did something different where they debuted the last episode on Monday, May the 4th, right? So I yep. spent that weekend catching up basically. So I was caught up by Monday and I woke up and I had the I was into season 7, I had those last four episodes left and they were all live for me. So I just crushed those in like a movie setting. I watched them all back to back to back for the first time. That that was cool. That was very cool. Rashawn, longtime Ahsoka fan, longtime Clone Wars fan. What was it like diving into that ninth episode and then through the rest of that arc? Uh, yeah. One, again, once I realized once uh, what we were getting with that ninth episode, I was I was all hands on deck. I think I literally uh, like yelled something out loud. Um, but, uh, just seeing it wrapped up for me again, I was there, I was there for the movie when it first aired and I was there for episode one way back when. So I've been with Clone Wars since the beginning and finally, um, I, I didn't think it would be in my early twenties. I'd see it wrapped up. I, I would, I would thought it would be a lot sooner. Um, but man, it's just. It's so nice seeing it wrapped up because we can put a bow on it and Filoni and crew can move on to new things, which is nice. And then we can take the Ahsoka character and do more things with her. Like we're getting with Mando season two, it seems like. Um, So great stuff, man. I mean, Clone Wars for me, um, curious if you guys agree or disagree. Uh, When you look at the prequel uh, trilogy, um, obviously... Clone Wars can enhance your experience, right? I think I think it definitely does, um, and makes the prequels a little bit more tolerable for those who don't like the uh, who don't like the prequels. In my perfect Star Wars prequel universe, if I had to go back in time and and orchestrate things, I personally uh, the whole Obi Wan movie thing that we keep getting back and forth, and now it's a, a series. I would have made that the Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace would have been Obi Wan's movie, and that would have been his standalone movie, essentially. Um, Clone Wars in my movie universe, I would have made that a trilogy. Clone Wars, in my opinion, definitely should have been a trilogy. It was one movie, and you saw what happened. They had to make a whole TV series to supplement things. Obviously, the Clone Wars did things that you still couldn't do in the movies, but I think that would have helped a lot um, with fleshing out certain details of the Clone Wars, uh, since it was, again, a giant war. Uh, And then uh, Revenge of the Sith, in my opinion, should have been two movies. Um, even though Revenge of the Sith for me is the most tolerable of the prequels, uh, it still for me just had you know just I feel like Anakin. If you're just watching the uh, prequels one, two, and three, Anakin, in my opinion, just oh dark side now, forget it. Like I'm just I'm just turning where you could have seen that progression from your trilogy with the Clone Wars, and then you could have even you could have had one movie 
like Revenge of the Sith as is could have been one movie. You probably could have even have done the second movie as him actually Darth Vader hunting down Jedi. You could have brought Inquisitors in that way. Um, and that's what we thought we were getting way back when with Revenge of the Sith. We didn't get that. Any Jedi hunting that we got was quick, five second. Oh, Plo Koon's dead. Oh, this character's dead. Oh, like everyone's just dead, like within literally five minutes. Uh, where that could have been an entire movie of just Vader cutting down Jedi. That would have been amazing. So that's my fan fiction of Star Wars. But to bring that all back to Clone Wars, um, Clone Wars gives me a lot of what I wanted from uh, a trilogy of mine that I would have wanted in this series, even though, again, you got to endure an entire series. And then even to my point, um, a little bit, So it's a lot to unpack, and I like yes. it. That's a that's a long theory I've had. I've had that. I've wanted that theory for like years, yeah. like maybe like a decade th- at this point. I think you can. I think there's no way to. Uh, you, you can go so many different ways with what we wanted to happen. Like you can spice it this way. You can say Clone Wars should have been a series, and X, Y, and Z should have been films. I think the fact that we have this is awesome. Much like what we talked about in the MCU. Like this really does. As somebody who can watch all three of those movies. Uh, the the prequels of course and I, I can enjoy so much of them but i can still recognize the fact that they are bad movies like i there there's there's no kind of there's really no defending the fact that they're good movies in my my opinion obviously this is also all very subjective but the cold wars was able to take that thought and i mean like there's so I, I enjoy those characters that like really bother me before like the way anakin was portrayed especially in episode 2 like that Really, really bothered by that that uh, that romantic relationship between him and Padme in that movie, and the Clone Wars fixed that for me, for for lack of a better term. Like I really, I really am appreciative that this series exists because I can now throw on those movies because I have seen the Clone Wars and I can just enjoy them a little more. So I, in I think this final season really, really put a bow on that for me. I think a lot of people will share that sentiment where this uh, makes the prequels um, either more tolerable or more enjoyable, depending on your opinion of them. Um, to Rashawn's point, I, there was a criticism I actually did have for Revenge of the Sith was that uh, Anakin's fall feels very quick. Um, we don't really, despite the, the, the cues and the clues that George Lucas thought he was giving in episode two, whether it's like the Tusken Raiders or even just getting married, uh, it's not what we I think should have probably gotten or thought we were getting with seeing Anakin's descent to, to be in Darth Vader. Um, I think also I got to say it, the, the Clone Wars really does in, enhance a lot with those, those prequels. It takes its time. It, it isn't confined to a two and you know, two, two and a half hour movie. It can take its time with some of the storytelling and, and really um, Ahsoka predominantly is a reason that, we didn't know back in the day because Ahsoka didn't exist, but she's a convenient reason for why, you know, Anakin, you can add a layer of why he goes to the dark side, mm-hmm. why he doesn't trust the Jedi. Cause in episode three, we really get the assumption that, Oh, he's just kind of being, you know, pitted against the chancellor here by the Jedi. They don't like him. And that's about it. And he's just a little bit conflicted by that. But now we really see, you know, a lot deeper at the point that we see Anakin and revenge of the Sith. he, his apprentice who he is very close to, like that's like a sister to him. I would say she was basically expelled, right? I mean, like from the Jedi was. order. Yeah, absolutely. And to see that and to know the pain that he went through to see her walk away when the Jedi order was almost too political, that really adds a, a layer to, to the whole thing that you will never understand unless you, you probably watch the Clone Wars. So there, there's a lot to be said there. Sure. Um, and Rashawn, I like how you said you know, maybe Obi Wan that could have been a fun standalone movie, and at the end it's teased that we get Anakin or something, um, and then Clone Wars fleshes out a little bit more the the action there, um, because really the Clone Wars is at the end of Attack of the Clones, and it's full fledged by the time we get Revenge of the Sith, and almost over by the middle of the movie. So I'm totally with you on on all of that there. I think it's fun to kind of theorize what could have been, even though I as a long time. <laughs> Star Wars fan have actually really loved and defended the prequels, maybe to a fault. So this, uh, as John said, really puts a bow on things. I um, 
what you know, why don't we get into Darth Maul a little bit here? Oh, I was just gonna so bring that, that up. That yeah. fight between Maul and Ahsoka is one of the best animated lightsaber duels ever. That's good. no doubt about it in my mind. Is if it, not the best. I think John, it, you're muted. You've been muted. <laughs> uh, no, you're, you're good now. now. Okay. Yeah, that broke. Um yeah, so that wasn't animated, right? That was mocap. That final Ray Park. That, that final fight was mocap. That was uh, you know you could tell. I think uh, if there's any issue I had with the animation style in uh, the Clone Wars, it was how like magnetic the lightsabers felt. Like they, it was just so like I swing, you swing, and like there's this magnetism that brings it together. That was completely not there in this last fight. That was absolutely incredible. And it goes on longer than most lightsaber fights would, especially in the animated series that we've seen. Yeah, it's just. It's really, really well done. It and is to see Ray Park, who played Darth Maul in Episode One, be able to like. It's clear that he's there. Yeah. His moves are, you know, very decisive. It's 100 percent the same guy, and, and, and I think more like to expound on that this Darth Maul stuff. Like seeing his reaction to the way things were playing out was super fascinating. Like that's a layer of this story that I did not know that I wanted, but I'm so glad that I got to see the way he was like piecing together the puzzles. Like, Oh my God, this is what, this is what Sidious is up to. Like, Oh my, like order 66. Like it's, it's so cool to see people that were even the, the closest to the chancellor, not even know what he was doing with this, but just, even though they were no longer really on his side, they had faith that he was going to pull it off. Like Darth Maul is no longer an ally to Darth Sidious, right? Darth Sidious at the end of this, right? Like he's, he's nobody to him, but like you still see him speak about him. Like, Oh, just wait, it's going to happen. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but y'all are done. <laughs> Isn't it kind of amazing that he knew the, you know, certain events were going to happen. Like the, the puzzle pieces were there, mm-hmm. but like you said, he, was that close to him. He was the apprentice. He was the original guy. You know, misfortune gets cast aside. And to see, I am so with you. It's almost like a horror element, though, because he, there's a little bit of him being scared of Sidious. Oh my God. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Sidious destroyed him during the Clone Wars. We, we see that fight yeah. in one of the episodes, but. I love it so much because he's talking to himself and he's like, okay, I see. Ah, this is what he was talking about. And oh my gosh, it's over. Like it's all over. And then just say like, oh, Skywalker. It's all about Skywalker. All of it just blows my mind. Gives me goosebumps to even think about. What an angle. What an angle. Rashawn, let's talk about that a little bit. You stole the show, man. Incredible. I mean, <laughs> it just Darth Maul wanted no parts of what Darth Sidious was was doing. The most he was going to do was, I think, his plan was to lure Anakin, and then he wanted him either Darth Maul himself or Ahsoka uh, teamed up uh, to take down Anakin, and then that would have foiled Sidious's plans that way. To where there would have been no apprentice. I believe that was something that he was referencing. Um, when he was talking to Ahsoka, um, when he was like, oh, you're not the Jedi I'm looking for. He either wanted Anakin or I know he wanted Obi-Wan for sure. We all know that. But uh, one of Darth Maul's plans was to get rid of Anakin as well, because um, Sidious was just he, he he knew Sidious was too much. Um, but yeah, and then he all of his for a minute, I did think maybe I'm the only one I did think for a second we were going to get I don't know in what capacity. Um we were going to get some sort of Ahsoka Maul team up for something. I thought that for a second, Mm -hmm. but my girl's too good. My girl's too good for that. They had me for a second there too. But yeah, incredible stuff, man, especially everything with Maul, man. One of my favorite, no, the besides, you know, Ahsoka's journey, but like throw that to the side for a second. My favorite thing about Clone Wars is the revival of Maul and just seeing how he literally grew from having no legs chopped up from episode one into obviously what we get later on in rebels and etc. Yeah, I did not. It's funny at first I was like, are you really bringing Darth Maul back? Like this is ridiculous. That, that was my opinion at first and to see where he went and to see his incredibly satisfying arc that I will not spoil for John for star Wars rebels. I, I already it, know it. Okay. And then <laughs> to see, even like the cameo in solo. I, I love all of it. Um, like we, on uh, the podcast, Dell and I were on tonight. We, we talked about favorite star Wars characters and I listed Darth Maul as my dark side character. Like that's, that's it for me. And yeah. this, it's funny. Cause I loved him even when I only knew that he was in Phantom Menace to see where he's gone since 
been awesome yeah it was well done um, it was one of those things where it's like man they really didn't have to bring him back and like i think a lot of people probably shared your sentiments like what well, like all right we we like darth maul but you like really killed him <laughs> so this better be worth it or else we're kind of you know not in and it was worth it yeah and honestly credit to george lucas on this who gets a lot of crap for what he did with the prequels and some of it rightfully so but the clone wars was his baby a lot you know he was right there alongside dave filoni was his right hand man they did this together and Darth Maul was something that he really wanted to happen. And they, like you said, they, it could have been done poorly, but they executed it nicely. Um, the other thing that's nice too is uh, in a small bit, we see like the beginning of Maul being like this crime Lord to an extent in uh, this yes, last season. Exactly. And some, that was needed. Some, some cameos. Uh, we get uh, Beckett, right? Beckett. No, not Beckett. Who who's uh? there's a cameo from someone from solo. Is it Paul Bettany's character? Oh, someone is in there. I, I can't recall. Yeah, it was quick. Uh, yeah, I missed that. Someone texted me it, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. Um, so you get like the setup of the, of the Crimson Dawn stuff. It's it's cool. Yeah, that's a nice little tie-in to to Solo as well. Um, I've I've said pretty much <clears throat> everything I, I'm I'm feeling on the the Clone Wars here. I think the the final thing I wanted to get to was that very end uh, sequence. So we get Darth Vader kind of walking up and, and finding the, the lightsaber there for, for Ahsoka. That was Thought- great. So that explains why. So for me, the second that came about, I'm like, so that's why he thought she was dead. Cause obviously he found the light, you know, <laughs> he would, that's a logical thing. Oh, she's her body's buried under that wreckage somewhere. Um, so that's the first, that's literally the first reaction I had when that, when those credits rolled is like, Hmm. And then again, just, seeing ahsoka put now again little petty thing of of mine that i'm thinking of but ahsoka buried her lightsabers but in rebels she has lightsabers so again a little petty thing i'm like okay interesting i'm guessing in some story somewhere we will find out what happened with you know how she got weapons back and why they're white uh but yeah that's it well that that would speak to them being new lightsabers potentially right yeah being even just the different color crystals um john you know any emotions or thoughts as you you see that vader sequence there absolutely i mean that that like does such a good job at bridging the gap for me uh of the transition from anakin to vader like even just the shot of his eyes like you actually see his eyes not just like those burned like holes that we're used to kind of seeing from vader like it (laughs) It, it just hit home like he's he's still so early on in Vader. He, he just probably gotten into that suit and like his whole life. The, the life that he had known is probably just a couple hours away. Like he, he's just getting into this and he's now seeing like one of the most important people in his life other than Padme who who I mean, I guess he assumes died at his hand for the most part. I mean, he helped he helped Sidious and Order 66 happen and that's that's how it went. So just like seeing that human that human side of Vader is something that I don't think that the original trilogy trilogy did a great job of. Uh, I'm in the minority of like thinking that Vader's not the the coolest villain in the world, especially in the original trilogy. I think that the Clone Wars did such a good job, and then the prequels complemented as well. But I think the Clone Wars and especially this final scene did a really good job of like really getting me on the side of like man, Vader. Vader is a pretty uh, a pretty deep character. There's a lot going on, and it's that final shot is just so cool. I always uh, feel like the best way to describe Darth Vader is just misunderstood in, in some ways. Um, and it's that human element that hangs on, even though he's right. He's the spirit of Darth Vader. Anakin Skywalker is dead, but that all that incredible pain he went through. So not only did he lose Padme thinking seemingly at his hands as Palpatine makes him believe, but that really his apprentice at that time he thought was gone. Um, and then obviously, you know, we see what happens later on in, uh, in different series, but um, what a nice fitting way to end that the journey from where we begin to all all the way at the ending when we see Anakin's full transformation into Darth Vader. So all those gaps are finally officially filled it, for that that's, for that part of the timeline. Clone Wars did a really good job putting a bow on a lot of stuff that was just like stuff that didn't even need to touch, but it did. It, it, it was really cool. I didn't realize how I. I didn't think I felt that it was incomplete until I saw this, these final few episodes. And then I was like, now I know, you know, episodes two and three are really bridged. uh, Attack of the clones and revenge of the Sith. Like they, that is it. That's the bookend. Uh, Any uh, closing thoughts at all that we didn't get to 
on Clone Wars uh, for the final season here? Rashawn. No, man, I think we nailed it. We crushed it. We crushed it. I love it. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of people out there asking the question, uh, should I just watch the last four episodes and not do the whole season? If you know that you're not going to commit, then the answer is yes. You should not miss out on these last four episodes. You're you're not going to have the weight. You're not going to understand Ahsoka, and you're, it's it's not going to hit the way it, it the way it should. So there's a lot of Clone Wars stuff you should watch. But if if it comes down to the fact that you're really not going to do it, yes, watch these last four episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep, I echo that sentiment. We'll wrap this uh this episode up of Plus Cast here. We'll. Uh, get where we can find everybody on social media and just a, a quick plug for any other projects you're working on for the Geekiverse. So, uh, Rashawn, where can people find you on Twitter, Instagram, and all of the like? Yes, uh, you can catch me uh, in terms of my Geekiverse content. You can catch me here, of course, on the monthly Disney uh, podcast, uh, Plus Cast. You can catch me weekly on the MCU Reviewed, as we talked about earlier. You can catch me bi-weekly on our gaming podcast, Geek's Guide Game. Uh, outside of the Geekiverse, you can find me on Twitter, uh, True King Zero, where I talk pretty much just all things entertainment at this point. Gaming, movies, Star Wars, Marvel, you name it. Any geek stuff, I'll have a little take on Twitter. Um, and then if you are a gamer and you want to see you know, uh, up-and-coming streamer, True King Zero on Twitch as well, uh, where you can catch me streaming some games. Nice. Good stuff. John. You'll find me uh, on on Twitter and Instagram at Disruptoid, talking about uh, baseball and beer and video games and probably the MCU. Uh, so for the Geekiverse, the, the thing I'm really having a lot of fun with right now, and these these three fine gen- or these two fine gentlemen as well. Uh, the the MCU reviewed has been a lot of fun. It's it's a project we're working on. Uh, we're on week four right now. Week five coming up. Captain America is going to be happening next week. It's been it's been a really cool show. We're week to week. We're watching these MCU movies and we're doing a, a podcast where we review them, we rank them, we go through all this this stuff. It, it's been awesome. So if you're looking for something to do while you're you're, you're still quarantined at home, hop in with us. Uh, follow along. Social media has been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of cool conversations on Twitter. So hop in there. That's uh that's what I'm really digging right now we've really hit our stride with that show we're having a lot of fun with it as we do with all things at the geekiverse uh i am at josiah d Leroy. you can find me on all social media uh, via that handle uh the geekiverse is celebrating its sixth anniversary all month here in the month of may uh check out the geekiverse.storeenvy.com to check out uh soon to be announced our sixth anniversary t-shirt limited edition uh Get it while the, the supplies are hot here, because once they're gone, they are gone for good. Um, as uh, John mentioned there, we're having a blast with MCU Review. Uh, I encourage you, if you are a few, just a few weeks behind, go go back. Watch or listen to those episodes. We have a blast, and I think you'll have a blast listening along for the ride. For all Geekiverse content, you can watch our videos at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse and listen to the podcasts on all or most major platform stations such as apple podcasts soundcloud google play and much more uh final plug for me if you like star wars we talked a lot of star wars today we just relaunched our all star wars talk show on a monthly basis you can find walking carpet on podcast and youtube uh with my uh co-host there brian patrick stoyle on next episode i think we're going to talk about rise of skywalker easter eggs there's a lot of them out there a lot so we're going to compile a nice little list for you uh I think it's a, a show worth tuning into. There's some I would almost guarantee that you haven't heard of just yet. Uh, so we're going to dig deep on that. Um, and I think that's all I got. So uh, for my friends, John and Rashawn, I'm Josiah. We'll catch you next month for Pluscast. <laughs>